0: from the heart of New York City. Yeah.
1: Black Tower Maniac, coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime He gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can, and survive if he lets you. you through, flex, and he coming for you too. Better watch out, the guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question, I'll inform you
2: about life. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All I ready
3: Day. A busy man, kids, busy man, but have no fear. I am here. Don't you worry about that. Welcome to the Tash Show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you if you're listening live at TashShow.com. Maybe you're watching the show live, every day we're live video. Maybe you're watching it at Show.com. Thank you for that. Maybe you're listening to your audio on demand. Options which include play it, Spotify, tune in, or the ever famous iTunes. I'm not sure, whatever you're doing, I appreciate it. At the end of the day, I don't really give a rat's ass as long as you're supporting the show. That's basically how this goes. If you'd like to call the show, you can do that. You can interact with yours truly, you could do that too. That'd be great. I'm in a quasi-decent mood. The phone number here, I'll tell you that in a second. Attention, hotline fans. 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. So, yeah. Took a little road trip yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Went out there to Pennsylvania. A little surprised, right? People thought, hey, what's going on? I'm hearing these reports. It's on PW Insider. It's all over the other websites, the internets. We'll talk about that in a second. What was Taz doing backstage at SmackDown 900 Live? 900 Live SmackDown. SmackDown Live 900. 900, was it? 900 to SmackDown 900, right? Yeah,
0: 900.
3: Was there a movie, Death Race 2000? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was, actually. It was actually a very good movie. But I digress. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second or two. Uh, Orkin aside, I, I had, a, had a great time uh, to be honest with you guys at WWE and I will tell you a l- as much as I can about that Let's put it that way. So for those of you that don't know. Yeah, I had a little little trip yesterday had a little invite action and I'll get into that shortly so uh, But you know sometimes you're in a position where you cannot explain this where you can't um, You can't say everything and that sucks. Because <laughs> I want to tell you everything, but I can't—not yet. But I can tell you some stuff. So we'll 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 uh, we'll check that out. We'll get into that. I should say in a minute or two. Uh, also, uh, SmackDown uh, the nine hundred SmackDown yesterday. I was in transit, didn't get a chance to watch it live. Caught some clips. Uh, the Viking here. Uh, the you know he kind of updated me a little bit, gave me a little briefing before the show. <laughs> And I'm sure when you guys call into the show, uh, you guys will interact with me on that and maybe help me through it. Because reading it's one thing. Watching some clips is another thing. I didn't watch the full show. And usually you guys know when I talk about a show, I watch the whole show. Well, at least 90% of it. That's sometimes 80. Oh, who am I kidding? Sometimes 73%. Maybe at times 50%. Could be. Will you stop? But, you know. I try my best to watch as much as I can. Let's just put it that way. Um, so, I'll oh, look, the, uh, the, uh, and there's obviously some stuff for news I'll get into a little bit, some, some sporting news stuff. I'll get into that shortly. Maybe segment two I will do that because I'm having to a little bit of a computer issue so I don't have my cheat sheet available. That's no one's fault here. Not even you, Rob. That This is actually probably my fault. <laughs> I can't blame you for this one. Well, I can't blame you. No one would know. Yeah, exactly. Rob, why did you touch my computer when you didn't? Nope. Okay. But I walked out of the studio for a little while. Maybe you did. Maybe. Sabotage, Sabotage Jones. Sabotage Jones. Do you realize that if you decide to do stuff like that, there are cameras all over this room? Mm-hmm. And it goes right to my cell phone. All the cameras. All really? this feed. It goes here. And it logs into a system.
0: Wow. High-tech stuff. Did you get that stuff at the Sharper Image? Or? Uh,
3: yeah. Sharper Image. How'd you know? Okay. That's where I, exactly where I got it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, sharper Image. So, uh, yeah, I took a little trip yesterday. Uh, we did a, a really cool thing. And Corey Graves uh, tweeted about this. So uh, we did a thing. I, I can't get the full detail. I'll give you a hint. Something with the WWE Network. Something including ECW. Something that myself, Tommy Dreamer, Dudley's, Heyman Revolver, with, and Corey Graves, interesting enough. How's that? He wasn't in. Corey never wrestled or was part of ECW. He was an ECW fan. And I did get to, you know, uh, meet Corey and talk to Corey. I never met him before. Very nice guy. And uh, we, we talked at length. A good dude. But, yeah, so uh, I, that will come out very soon. I just can't give a lot of details on it. But I couldn't really talk about it beforehand. I knew about a week out that I was going to do this, um, which is good because I've, I, I felt good going there. Uh, I haven't been to a WWE live event sh- like show in close to eight years, like seven or eight years, like to see so many people. Because I worked there almost 10 years. So, you know, when you do that, you you, you build a, a relationship or friendships with not just the wrestlers, but with so many people who work either writers or, or production people, you know, camera guys, lighting people, music people, photographers. I mean, I, you know, you work with these people all the time. And then next thing you know, you leave the company, you quit, or you get fired, or whatever the case may be. And, like, you don't see these people sometimes for two, three, four, five, ten years. <laughs> and now you go back, it's like, yo, oh, what's up? You know, it's weird. It's a, a weird business, but that's how the wrestling business works. So I had a great opportunity to, you know, uh, get a chance to see these people again. And I'll get into that in a second. But uh, when I heard from WWE about this, this, this special they're doing and they're, they were giving me the opportunity to be part of it, I was very flattered. And very su- su- surprised. Because, you know, sometimes I'm critical of their booking, obviously, right? And and a few weeks back, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, whatever it was, I came out and said, I need, maybe four weeks, I need to be, I, I'm trying to look at the business a little bit more mature. And, and a little, not, not mature, a little bit more like how it evolves and changes as I get older. And don't want to be that guy, ah, oh, these kids today, they suck. Yeah, not in my day. Ah, oh, man, we used to walk uphill with our boots on our shoulder and... Uh, we used to hold the belt the right way, and then get in the ring, and by golly, we had at it. We would kick each other's asses. And these guys today—they suck. I don't want to be that guy, you know. I don't. Old crotchety Jones, you know. I don't want to do that. You know, that's not me. So, I'm trying to evolve. So, I think. Let I, I. And I said this to you guys on the air. I said I want to try my best not to be as nuclear. I use. I think I used the word nuclear. Yes. And and I'm glad because it would have been weird, going into. The WWE world yesterday as Nuclear Jones that that would be weird. Yes, you know, and, and you know it is. I mean, it is that would be weird. I mean, only because I care, and that sounds weird, right? But because I don't want, I I always said that. Like when people critique the business or critique booking or writing or wrestlers or agents or whatever, you know, I, I if you haven't been there and you haven't worked in that in that vacuum you know, that massive vacuum, you really don't know how it works. You might think so. You could be a reporter. You could could have all the people that stooge things off to you. You could read all the websites you guys want to read. You could go on all the dirt sheets. You could get all the shoot interviews you want. You could do all that stuff. That's all great. Until you work there. It's a whole different machine. Mm -hmm. So I've always tried to keep that as a, now as in my new job, my new career, as a guy who hosts a show, which primarily, I'm talking mostly about pro wrestling. And I don't want to be that guy who knocks them and critiques them. And, 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 and I tried, and I have knocked them. I have critiqued them. And I will continue to do that when I feel it's needed. But being nuclear, I, I, at times I have been about them. And that's why a few weeks back, I'm like, I don't want to do that no more. I'm not saying... There might not be time. I'm not saying there, there, there won't be times where I snap out here for some bad creative that maybe WWE does. And I, I get crazy. That could happen. What are you nuts? It could happen. I'm trying for it not to. Trust me. I'm trying for it not to. Because not just WWE, any wrestling company, anybody. I'm trying. For, even with TNA, you guys, know, guys have noticed. I've calmed down a little bit. Well, that's not the Taz show. Well, if you thought the Taz show meant... Taz going crazy about stuff that he didn't like in wrestling on a wrestling show, then you don't know what the Taz show is. Because that's not what the Taz show is. Sorry to say, but that's not what it is. If you're looking for someone to just come out here and scream and yell and bitch about stuff, that's not me. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so that's, that's, not, that's not me. I, I usually try to always get put... I always try to put a um, you know a certain spin on it in a sense of giving the benefit of the doubt to the wrestler, giving the benefit of the doubt to the agent, to the writer, you know um, and, and going into WWE uh, into their into their world yesterday and going into their arena as an invited guest and someone else' gonna work on a show that they're doing a special. you know you know and a guy like me that's out here every day and, and talking about their programming, negative or positive, you know. Now you got to wonder, okay, someone will say, yo, dude, you know, why'd you knock us? Why'd you rip us? Why'd you bury us? Why'd you say this? Why'd you do that? You know, now I got, I, if, if that was said to me, I'd be like, well, these are the reasons why. I'm not going to back down from what I say. I stand behind what I say out here. I mean, sometimes I might say something wrong and I'll apologize. That happens. But for the most time, I think I think my thoughts through and I think my evaluation, I mean, my breakdowns or reactions to certain shows or programming, I think I, I try my best to... uh to be fair and honest. But there are all times where I have snapped, yes. And I'm trying not to do that anymore. Well, that's good because I would have felt so guilty going into their world yesterday because everyone was so freaking nice to me. Like, it was like, they just treated me great. The hospitality was phenomenal. I, I tweeted about it, you know, uh, when I left the building. I was obviously not on SmackDown, the 900 SmackDown, Um. I was not. There was... Um, I think there might have been a little scuttlebutt backstage of possibly doing something, but it didn't happen. I was busy shooting this other thing for the WWE Network that I talked about. So I, I was there, but I was uh, in a room, in a studio, a mock studio on the road with a bunch of production people and a bunch of cameras and a bunch of other guys and, you know, like Paul and, you know, Dudley's and Tommy and stuff. And, you know, we, we were working. So I, I wasn't milling around the arena that much. But I did get a chance to see a lot of old friends. Um, I was so happy to catch up like Edge. Edge and I are very good friends for a long time. Edge was my first guest ever on a Human Podcast Machine. And Edge and I hadn't seen each other in person in like a long time. So it was great to just catch up with Edge. And uh, Rhino, me, and Edge sat in a room together and we talked. I haven't seen Rhino in ages either. We just laughed and had a great time. We always got along great with Rhino and we just sat around and laughed and had fun for for a good 30 minutes it was it was cool um you know i just haven't I haven't been in the locker room in a long time you know especially in WWE's locker room uh, obviously seen you know you know dreamer and 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 Tom, uh, 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 Bubba and devon obviously paul you know i haven't seen these guys in a long time you know booker 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 t mm-hmm. why would you just mention booker like i don't know where i'm curious why you did that
0: I don't know, he was just uh, somebody else from your era that I assumed you You just you had go, said.
3: Booker Yeah, Paul was the Booker of
0: ECW, yes he was uh, But you, you, you mean Booker T
3: Yes, King, how, King Booker How do you know if I talk to Booker? How do you well, I
0: him? figured he was there when you were calling matches so I figured you would know him
3: Oh no, no, sir, please, sir
0: Booker, random
3: outburst That's called irascibility Um, that means outburst No, Booker T and I go way back Booker's my friend we worked together in WWE, wrestled each other. Of course, I would know him. Uh, we worked in T- TNA together, you know. Uh, and I did see and talk to Booker. But why would you think that I did? You don't know. I don't. Did you just go and Booker? I, I, bro, do you know how big these arenas are? That's what people don't realize. They think if you're going backstage, you see everyone. I didn't see everyone. <laughs> I didn't. Michael Cole and I, right? Mm-hmm. All the Smackdowns, all those years working together. <laughs> Didn't even see him yesterday. <laughs> not for a second. I want you guys to understand the way this works. This is a job. These people have work to do. They're, it's a. You guys got to get out of that mock moment. I hate to be come off like a dick, but I'm just shooting here. I'm being real, and I'm real with these guys, with the audience. I'm real with you. Anybody who sits in that chair, I'm real with them. <laughs> this is a friggin' job. It's not like. Oh Taz is backstage he hasn't been here in years let's have a party
0: yes! Yes! That's not how it works I, I, I was just hoping and praying that you brought munchkins i mean you know no listen
4: you should know
3: sir that any donuts are exclusive to the Tash. show oh, okay thank i don't God. i don't know no you go to a wwe show you don't bring the catering they provide the catering. got it and they don't play around with the catering by the way they're, <laughs> they're all business <laughs> excuse me so the thing is what you guys got to realize it's not like everyone just hangs around and sits around and just laughs. And even though me riding on edge did that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> we did, but, but, um, it's not like that. Like it's, it's a lot of times, you know, people are really busy backstage, you know, like Sasha Banks, um, I never met those girls in my life. And I, 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 literally bumped into them in the hallway hey mm-hmm. uh nice to meet you oh my god I, I, taz how are you you know they were so respectful so cool so much all all of the newer younger talent i met that i'd never met before right was so respectful so cool i mean it was just so so you know you could see that the way people are coming up in the business is done the right way and um it was great to meet them you know i mean i had a nice conversation with baron corbin he's a guy i'd never met you know and baron corbin and i talked for a while he Great dude. I mean, you
0: talk really well about him on the show. I do. I'm yeah. a fan of his
3: work. And yeah. and he was aware and, and, and he was appreciative. And and I'm like, hello, Baron, how are you? Well, I'm looking <laughs> up. The guy's like a friggin'
0: giant, man. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm far from tall, but this guy's like, what's up? How's, how's the weather up there, bro? What's going on? You know, I mean, <laughs> that guy, kid is massive, man. He's huge. So uh, <laughs> it was funny because I just got done talking to Undertaker and I walked outside to get some air and I saw Baron Corbin. And right. it's like, they're the same height, uh, close to it anyway. Right, I don't yeah. know who's taller. You're splitting hairs. But they, I'm like talking to Taker. What's up, bro? Long time. And I see Baron. Hey, Baron. How are you? I'm like <laughs> uh, walking through the redwoods. Yeah, it's just giants. But I um, who else did I get a chance to really catch up with? AJ Styles It was great to catch up with. AJ hadn't seen AJ in a long time, and we just you know we caught up uh, and talked. It was great to talk to AJ. I, I, I loved calling his matches in TNA all that time, and um and I had a good friendship. I still have a good friendship with AJ. So I I miss AJ. I like I, I like catching up with him. Uh, who else? Oh, I did. Uh, oh, actually, I uh, talked with uh, Booker T for a second. Mm. Uh, how about that? Ah, there we go. There <laughs> we go. Premature Jones. But you assumed. That's the problem. I know. I shouldn't
0: assume. On okay, this yo, show or uh, in
3: life or in, in general. Life, especially on this show. Just don't assume. No, but I, I did. Uh, Booker and I talked for a few minutes. So I, we always got along great. So we we we've worked with each other, a, you know, a handful in WWE and stuff. And uh, always got along good with him. Uh, who else? Who um, else? I did, I did not get a chance to see Triple H. I did not get a chance to see Stephanie. Uh, I know they were there, but, you know, it's like what I'm saying is you're at these... I want to bring you guys behind the scenes. I went up first and I got sidetracked. Okay, when you you work there, you know, you don't know if you're a visitor or if you work there. You understand, like, these buildings, these arenas are big. Okay? And the WWE rents the venues all over the place, right? So when they rent these venues, they're using every nook and cranny... Of the backstage and the floor. So it's their office building for the, for the day and night, basically. Amen. That's exactly right. So there's a big area. That's the catering. Right. They, that, they, 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 then they'll have locker rooms. And, okay, they'll label all the locker rooms. You know, uh, you know, you know female wrestlers, you know, female talent, it'll say. Uh, right. It'll say, you know, male talent. They had one for ECW for us. They'll have the talent relations, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, a lot of times the agents, the producers, you know, that's where they'll hang. You know, there's all different labels of Vince's office and they're all mock offices, but they're rooms in these arenas. So and then you have the floor of the arena, which is obviously big with what you see on TV. And there's all different sets, mock sets backstage with lights and logos and LCDs and all this money. And there's production crews all over the place. Then you have dot com has their setup. They're, it's a social media lounge. It's, it's there's so much going on early in the day. You can't explain the work that goes on. When the show happens, that's once it's live, that's kind of the easy part. The the real work is the prep for the show. And and that's where I when I was there. And that's when everyone's busy. So I didn't see everyone. So if you just go, Booker! Booker! Okay, I, I don't know why you would do that. I just don't know why would you do that. You
0: understand? I don't know. It's great.
3: <laughs> you seem like you don't care.
0: No, I do actually. I'm gonna write know. that down in my notes.
3: <laughs> no one cares. It's great. I'm gonna write that down in my notes. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm very proud of you. Slamming bods and beyond. So, so here's the thing.
3: Here's the thing. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Viking. It's okay. So here's the thing.
2: Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I didn't get a chance to
3: see everyone. Like I said, honestly, did I see Triple H? No. Did I talk to him? No. Did I see Stephanie? No. Did I see Michael Cole? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Did I see JBL? Yes! JBL and I talked. What's going on? What's up, bro? What up? All that. Quick, though. Not long. He was busy. I was busy. You know, how about the man the head cheese himself? Chairman of the board, Vince McMahon. Did I talk with Vince? Yes, I did. So I haven't seen Vince McMahon in a long time, so it was great to to see him and 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 we sat not sat we stood and talked for a little while. Uh, he was obviously swamped. I mean, um, and this was towards the end of my state. I was leaving. I didn't stick around for the show because I had to come get home and I had to be here for my job, my date, my daily job. So um, you know, it, it was. I can't give you guys a lot of details of the conversation I had with Vince, but it was a awesomely. Positive conversation. I obviously thanked him in person, as you guys know. Those that are real fans of the Taz show, or from the Human Podcast you. When I made that transition, I think I told the story briefly on the air when I first you know was doing daily. I believe it was that's when I did it. And I uh, once I got the opportunity from the great people here at CBS Radio to um, you know to uh, to go daily. You know, I, I emailed Vince McMahon right away and thanked him. You know, very very swiftly. And uh for the opportunity to make me a broadcaster and believe in me for him and Kevin Dunn. So I was always grateful of that. You know what I mean? And and uh because I wouldn't have the opportunity that I'm having here with C B S and to do this show, the Taz show, if Vince uh didn't believe in me, you know. And and he did. And and uh and I wanted to thank him in person for that. And I did. And and he was very, you know the guest like, taz uh I made you. I'm aware of that. Uh, uh, you're welcome. It's uh, because of, of me you became something in your life and your career. That's what he said to me. Will you stop? I no, didn't say. That. I'm joking. So uh, <laughs> he was very, he was very cool. He, Vince is not like that. He might his character might look like that on TV, but he's not like that. He was just, yeah. You know, he was like, listen, man, you always had talent. You know, it just, just we had to get it out there. And this outside of the ring as a broadcaster and all that. You know, he was just really, you know. Uh, he put me over. You know, it was very nice to hear. I mean, so, you know. And and he is aware of the Taz show. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey, do you know Taz, by the way? He is aware. So, no, but I, he's a busy guy, so it's not like he's sitting around listening. You know what I found funny was a lot of the talent that I'm, uh, like the younger talent wrestlers that i met that I'd never met before, you know, not a lot, but you know, I guess how wrestlers are. They're not going to put you over. So what that means is they play you know, Hardball Jones, and especially the guys of my generation. Mm. They'll you know, you'll get this. So uh, what have you been up to? No sell Jones, we call that. So, yeah. Yeah. That means is you know, even if they if they know you're doing a show or if you have a podcast or you have a daily show or if you're friggin' hosting a tonight show, they won't put you over. Like <laughs> most of the most of the guys especially the guys of my generation, they will no sell you and I always hated that. Mm-hmm I always hated that, so I, I had a little bit. Of, I didn't have that line. Uh, what are you even up to? I didn't have that. I had a couple of guys from WWE without naming names say, "So it seems like your podcast is going well." I'm like, oh my god! Oh no, on. the P word. Too. What is yes. going? Come, come on! I'm looking at these guys like, "What?" Uh, One more word, and I'm hanging up on like uh, you. I'm yeah. like, "Come on!" Uh, you know, stop. So Then I got to go to the whole explanation, the whole thing. That was fun. I probably explained that at least four times that hey, this show's not a podcast.
0: I should have had a printout for you. She should have <laughs> handed it out. I should have. That should have been funny. <laughs> like our reads? I should have handed out a read to them. <laughs> there one, you go. Here's the TAS show.
3: This is the explanation. I'll this talk to you later. This
0: is the show. Sponsored by so and Yeah, I'll
3: be in catering. I'll see you yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's what I should have done. That would have been funny, actually. Um... But it was a great time it was a it was a great time and uh, and we'll see what happens you know I mean am I still gonna critique them at times yeah I'm gonna, um, but I, like I said a few weeks ago I'm trying to be a little bit more um, you know a, a little bit more of a, you know understanding how the business is a little bit different now and how matches uh, TVs done different and and it's a different feel backstage at WWE when I, from when I was there and for the positive it's it's not as it doesn't seem as cutthroat you know it really doesn't which is nice it, it's. It, I'm not saying everyone's running around, you know, happy, laughing, playing grab ass. I'm not saying that. But it, it is, like, you know, a little bit more, not a team atmosphere, but a little bit more, like, uh, just it feels a little bit more positive. You know, um, you don't see a lot of guys walking around, guys and girls walking around, uh, pissy face Jones. You know, like, I, I, when I was a wrestler there, I mean, it wasn't, it, people were angry and, and very competitive I was very, very cut forward. I get the feeling it's not like that anymore. And I think that's great. Not good. That's great for the business. Um, it, it seemed, it, you know, uh, back in my uh, time when I was wrestling, my generation, if a guy was doing a job or going to lose a match, you know, you could tell right away just by his demeanor backstage. He was pissed. He was selling it, we call it. Um I understand Dolph Ziggler lost his... And I'll talk about that in a little bit. His incondent to Miz yesterday. And I saw Dolph yesterday when I was leaving the building right before the show went live. I left like, like probably around... I don't remember the time. It was maybe 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I, I I got out of there. I jumped in the car and left. But... um, And I saw Dolph. That was the one of the last guys I saw when I was leaving. He's like, hey, bro, what's going on? I'm like, hey, dude, no time, no see. You know, all this stuff. And we just left and for about four or five minutes. We talked and, and I... I didn't know what he was doing on the show. I knew he was on the show, and then I got a text from you from the Viking while I was driving from Pennsylvania. Well, I wasn't driving; somebody else was driving. I was in backseat Jones. Mm. Oh, big shot, fancy man. Mm. And uh, and then I got a text from the Viking, and you said, "Holy cow!" You know, uh, Dolph just lost the IC title. I was shocked. Only was I was shocked. Not just because you're on a go-home for Survivor Series. Right. I just saw the dude. And,
0: <laughs> and I was just
3: talking to him in person. And he was no Cell Jones. Nothing. He
0: was, you I, had no idea. Oh, if Did I you think had, that
3: I was busting your chops when no, I said that? No. No, I didn't think you were busting my chops. I believed you. But I was shocked. I actually only thought of you for about a that long, like a tiny second. And then I deleted the, it. think you sent me, I delete.
0: Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Mm. Delete, delete, delete. yeah. delete, delete, delete. Delete, delete, delete. Delete. Well, I never know what
3: kind of pattern you have going on. So I try to delete that. I don't want any, you know, problems. So, but dude, I'm joking around. You <laughs> of don't course. get my humor. <laughs> uh, of
0: course I do. Jesus God. Of course. You look I'm like,
3: what? You do? No, I don't. <laughs> no, of course not. Don't be a mark. I'm not. So what I'm saying is that when I got the text from you, I was shocked because I saw, not that I thought you were busting my chops. Right. I'm talking about I saw Dolphin. I was just talking to the guy, and it's like, you know, I couldn't even. I, You couldn't even process what was going on. No, no, I was, um, no, no, dude. No, what I'm saying is he showed no indication at all, which made me think as a wrestler how things, like I felt when I left, are different there. Mm -hmm. People are a little bit more, you know, they understand uh, that it's a work and they understand business. Sometimes you win matches, sometimes you lose them. And and that just proved it when I realized via the text from you that the that Dolph had lost the match and lost his title when I just saw him and he was in a great mood and laughing and joking so it's it's good that WWE seems like they have that culture for the most part I'm sure there's some people that are not happy uh but you you couldn't tell that for for, for real you couldn't tell I mean everybody seemed very uh very chill so um a lot of people calling the show Got to go to break here uh, right now. So, other side of break, I'll get into talking a little bit about the, the SmackDown 900 gimmick. I'll de- get to a phone call or two. I know a lot of you guys are on hold. I uh, appreciate your patience. Uh, break time here in the Tash Show. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
3: Kid Taz Show Wednesday Wednesday edition i going to talk a little bit about Smackdown Live last night The 900 to go home For Survivor Series And uh, if you just joined the show in progress Jip Join in progress Jip You realize I did not get a chance to watch Live Because I was going to move back to New York From Pennsylvania From WWE Smackdown Live even though I wasn't that once they went live I got out of there so do my best to go through some of the stuff some of the clips I've seen some of the stuff that Rob told me uh look at some stuff on Twitter and on information online and any of you people calling in about Smackdown Live uh, we can discuss that too and I can bounce off you guys from there so ah, 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 pay attention to the host pay attention to the host there we go all right so uh let me uh, go to my friend Miles out in California. You're on the Taz Show, buddy.
4: What's up? Hey, what's up, Taz? What's up, Viking? What's going on, buddy? Yo.
2: Hey, how's it going? Um, so I um, want your take on what you think about the cutting edge and Undertaker stern message to Team SmackDown. Uh,
3: Undertaker's message saying that you you guys better win because I'm a, yeah. I'm, for, I'm all about SmackDown or exactly. you're going to deal with the Dead Man. I thought it was cool. I think that's what Taker would do. I did see that clip, and Rob uh, briefed me on it, and I did get a chance to watch it on the gimmick there. I, I thought that was uh, – I was surprised that they went back-to-back back where they segued the cutting edge into uh, The Undertaker's return. I thought, yeah. I, in my opinion, I would have spread that out a little bit. I would have did maybe crossover like 9 p.m. Eastern. I would have had the yeah. cutting edge and then closed the show kind of the way they did with Taker or whatever. But I think it's good because all of the, all of the uh, – the, I guess the success is the best way to say it, that Taker's had a with and the connection with SmackDown. Uh, yeah. That's something that he would say, you know, as a locker room leader and everybody knows that, even though he's in character. I think that yeah. – I think it was cool. You didn't like it or something? No, I loved it, actually. I, was, I really liked it. Yeah, I did, too, man. I thought it was good. It was good to see Taker back, though. You know what I mean? Um, It was it was good to see him back. And I saw him backstage, Miles. He looked great. I talked to him for a little bit. Um, he, he, You know, and he's one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet in the business and, and just a smart guy, good guy, so it was good to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was hearing you earlier on the show, man. You sound like you had a ball on SmackDown, man. I did, man. You know, I know a lot of people thought that I was going to be on the show for a, for a, for about a second there. I thought I was going to be on the show too, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. It's all good in the hood, though. But I did have a good time there, and and again, I, I thank WWE for their hospitality and thank you, Mouse, for calling into the show and talking. I know you're a long time fan of the show, and you call a lot, and I appreciate your loyalty to me and the Taz Show. It's um. Uh, very nice, uh, of you. So uh, that's cool. So uh, I'm trying to see if, there's a lot of people calling the show here. So mm. it's uh, Busy Jones uh, over here. So uh, let's see. Oh, oh, wait, watch that. Hey,
4: hey, hey, Rob in Virginia, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's going on, Taz? How you
2: doing, buddy? Hey, before I get to my question, hey, Viking, hail to the Redskins. Oh, boy. hit with that. Uh,
0: wow. Yeah, I heard that enough on Sunday. Thanks. Ooh, look at this guy. <laughs>
2: I'm stiff. All right, all right, Rob. I like that. <laughs> nah. I had a Survivor Series question. I had a question for you. Uh, yeah, for you. If you were ever put into the Hall of Fame, or when you are, who would you have inducted you? Oh wow,
3: great question on the spot, Jones. Uh, thanks. Mm. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know, Rob.
3: That's hard. Um, you know, uh, probably uh, my my. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to talk to my son and my wife about it. I, I to be honest with you, I, I believe it or not. I I wouldn't mind having my son induct me. Um, even, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, he's an athlete and he and he's you know uh, we got, he's my best friend. So you know besides my wife, my best male friend. So you know, uh, but if, if from the wrestling business, um, man, I, I I'd have several people that, that I would want to induct me. To be frank with you, um, you know, from Paul Heyman to uh, to Joey Styles. Uh, you know, I'm uh, just thinking here on the fly uh, to Bubba Ray Dudley. I mean, those are three guys off the top of my head wrestlers that uh, well, People from the wrestling business. I should say, Joey's not a wrestler, uh, or, or even Mike Tenay. Uh, Mike and I have a great bond. You know, um, you know, Jim Ross. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've built. You know, I guess it sounds like Rob. I've built a better bond and friendship with, with broadcast colleagues as opposed to wrestlers. You know. Well, if yeah, I, if I'm sitting here sure. naming guys like Jr. Mike, today and Joey Styles, you know, uh, uh, I think the only wrestler I said might have been uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, so you know, but but you know, I, I, I those would be the guys. You know, what I mean, hopefully that answers your question.
2: That does. And my only other question was like Survivor Series. I like the build. I like Raw vs. SmackDown. Why don't you think WWE will ever throw us a bone and give us a War Games match? It's like they'll never do it. I don't get it.
3: I don't know, dude. I'm with you. I don't know. I, I was a big mock for the Raw, War Games, too, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, talk about Bubba Ray Dudley, dude. Bubba and I – Bubba – not just Bubba and I. Bubba, we, he, he's a – we talk about that all the time for years. I mean, yeah, I, I'm telling you. It'd be great. You, it'd be great. It really would. I, I completely agree with you. I don't know why, uh, Rob. Maybe they just – and thank you for calling, Rob. Maybe they just – um <clears throat> maybe they just don't want <clears throat> I to don't, I don't know if it's a thing that, that was just such an NWA galvanized thing I, I could think maybe that's the reason why WWE doesn't want to do a war games who knows maybe they'll do it down the road I don't know uh, but, but I, it does <clears throat> you know, you gotta be careful like reminding people too much of how do I word this the right way when you do a creative thing with like wrestling or anything you could remind people of stuff you don't want them to remind them of. Not that WWE doesn't want to remind them of, of the NWA too much, because now WWE owns the NWA, in essence, the letters and, and a lot of the footage and all that stuff. Uh, but my point is that that War Games gimmick, you know, is really something that, you know, you think about the Road Warriors in that, and Dusty Roads and the, the NWA, and, and the Four Horsemen, that whole thing. Like, it was just, like, really a, a real big-time NWA thing, like the Clash of the Champions you know, that, that, that specials they used to have uh, on uh, TBS back in the day. That was a real NWA uh, deal where for those real true wrestler fans, remember that's where Sting was made. Rick, Ric Flair and Sting had this insanely long, really awesome match. I watched that thing probably 20 times. And, you know, you want to watch a heel get over a young baby face, watch uh, the great Ric Flair in that match. I know most of you guys listening or watching me right now have seen that match. If not, watch it if you haven't. <laughs> Or watch it again. It was that good. And that was in Clash of the Champions. And I, quite frankly, I think that match made Clash of the Champions popular. Because that was done on the Clash. I don't remember which Clash, but that was it. And you know what? I you, I don't think WWE's ever done anything with Clash of the Champions or that name. And I think they own all... It's their IP, all that stuff. All those names of those things. So, But I agree with him on the fact that the War Games... The War Games gimmick was just absolutely awesome. Um... Big big fan of it, and uh, you know, you know. I don't know. Maybe one day we will see it. Maybe not. Maybe they don't remind people of the NWA MW, to that level. I don't know. Hey Nando from
0: New York, man, you are on the Tash show. Hey, thank you, Tash. Uh, Robbie, welcome to the show.
4: Nice. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for calling in. Not a problem. Hey Tash, how's everything? Good, uh, brother. What's up, baby? Not much. I, ha- I want to back- piggyback on what the guy said about war games, but I want to talk about the Miz winning. Yes, go for Smackdown. it. SmackDown. Yeah. I know he, I am so- I-, I don't want to kill too much time. Um, uh-huh. I, ha- I know Miz winning, I think it's going to, I think the trade is going to happen. Sammy Zayn is going to bring the title back to SmackDown. So I see a trade happening there. Uh, SmackDown, I mean Raw? You're talking about Raw? Sami yeah, Zayn's no, on I- Raw? Yeah,
3: but I think a trade. Oh, a trade. Oh, a trade. Oh, a trade. Oh, So you're and saying, wait, hold on. You're saying that. They'll do a trade, but how do they... I don't know. I guess they could do whatever they want. I don't know how they would do a trade out of yeah, nowhere,
4: you know? Because I'm talking smack. Brian uh, Rene, y'all... The Miz inter- uh, interrupted Brian again, and then... Uh, Re- Hold yeah, on, wait, this is yesterday? Yeah, this is yesterday. I know you didn't miss it. I know you were at the show. I was what, well, bro? I was why...
3: Well, yeah, but I was talking smack. I was counting on sheep, bro. I was late. I, I'm in bed. I'm an old man. I got to go to
4: bed. Yeah, me too. I'm working right now. I'm working the beat right now, so don't, right. don't uh, worry. That's <laughs> awesome, bro. Um, no, but I am trying. To, because the way the way uh, the Miz came out of Talking Smack, and he basically, Oh, um, Brian, I know you didn't want me to win, but now you got a root for me, and now you, you still want to trade me. So basically, uh. I think it's gonna happen. I think uh. Sammy Zayn is gonna get trade. He's gonna win. He's gonna get traded to SmackDown. That's the way I see it. So hold
3: on. You're, wait, let me just get this straight, Nandu. You're saying that Sami Zayn is gonna win and get traded to SmackDown?
4: He's gonna bring the title back to SmackDown, and Miz is gonna get to. He's gonna go to Raw. So, Brian. So Daniel Bryan could get rid of the Mint. That's the way I see it. I don't know for what. Uh, maybe. Uh, we also noted
3: that we're, we're all under the assumption, I think, you know, that probably Kalisto's going to win, and then he'll take the Cruiserweight Championship. We we talked about this a lot to yeah, SmackDown. You know, you- so to SmackDown. So now you're going to have. You're gonna have the cruiserweight title on SmackDown. You're gonna have the IC title on SmackDown. That's a lot, along with the world title, the WWE title. You know what I mean?
4: Well, that's true. And uh, and uh, all right. And the piggyback on uh, the piggyback on War Games. Uh, the WWE. Missed, uh, after Daniel Bryan won the championship at WrestleMania. The night after when he's uh, Evolution and Kane jumped him and the Shield saved him, I think that should have been the war game for Extreme Moves, that pay-per-view. That, that would have been. been good. Yeah, mm. I remember that. That that would have been good for
3: sure. That would have been good. Thank you, Nando, for calling. Appreciate it. <clears throat> that would have been good. Definitely. Yeah, I see title things interesting. I did not see us talking smack. I mean, I, I do. I, I actually just put out a tweet, like, just impromptu that just said, I need sleep. I, I don't even know why I tweeted that. This was last night. I just, I was so tired. I, I just nonstop. I am not a machine anymore. Stop. I was just so tired. I was, just, I want to go to sleep. So I tweeted it like out of nowhere because I was tired, like a little baby. Snoring Jones. Not Nora Jones. <laughs> Snoring Jones. <From> the <laughs> the cream. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. Snore, yeah, oh yeah. you are here to make it. Ba- 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 you are here to make it easier. Are we? Are we? Are we attempting something? Day,
2: night, cold, hot. We're
3: trying. We're trying. Yeah. This is me. It's just I was tired. You know. I mean, I'm just. I. I how can I watch the talking smack? I mean, I, I needed rest. Is it loud enough? I'm just curious. I'm gonna just blast it, Level Jones. So, uh, look, they kicked the thing off talking about The Miz and the IC title and Dolph Ziggler uh, with the defeat right there of Miz defeating Dolph Ziggler. And uh, a little shady finish, which is good, a heat-seeking finish with an assist from Maurice for Miz. I think that's good, a reverse roll gimmick Jones. And that's how you do it. Um, And I I guess that's a great way to start the show, I would think, that just shock and awe. Of oh my god we just had this massive IC title like I said this changed like I said I I got the text from Rob over here and and it shocked me when I was sitting in the car I'm like wow and that was my response to him I was like wow then I told Rob go f yourself and I said don't ever text me again remember that part
0: yes uh, <laughs> vaguely I want to say
3: <laughs> so so uh, now the next match I didn't see a clip of I didn't see nothing on it. So uh, it was Kalisto defeated Oni Larkin. Okay, uh, so this is the the right build. I don't have to see it to know the deal here. Uh, and he went uh, with his finish. Kalisto, yeah, yeah. You, they're in a nice, quick building phase with Kalisto. I strongly feel Kalisto is going to capture that cruiserweight title from Brian Kendrick and bring that t- on, on Sunday at Survivor Series, and bring that title to SmackDown. That's why I'm saying, you know. I, I I do think some way somehow they gotta get that IC title over to uh, to RAW. I don't man I don't know now if Sami Zayn's beating the Miz. I, I don't know I don't know. I, I gotta put more thought into this thing here and give you some more opinions on this tomorrow. To be frank, I gotta think about this a little bit. You know what what they might be doing here. I I, I don't know. I mean, no one's telling me. I'm just going on just my opinions and thoughts and stuff like that. So. It is intriguing, and it's definitely a talking point. Hey, James in Boston, you're on the Taz
2: Show. Hey, brother, what's shaking? How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I want to say uh to the new uh, member, the Viking. Yo, what's up, James? <laughs> so uh, I can't say that I wasn't just slightly giddy like a schoolgirl. Giddy. That you might show up on the five-man. So ad- hold on.
3: Wait, 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 wait. You said giddy like Giddy Jones, right? Yes. Still... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, continue
2: So I was a little giddy Like a schoolgirl thinking we might have a Five man announced team and you might come Down the ramp Five man. Bro listen, if they offered To me to be on a f- the Fifth wheel
3: on an announced Team, as nice as they wanted me I would have to say uh, Sir, no, I'm not doing that um, <laughs> That's insane <laughs> If they would have had Michael, Michael Cole and I like Call a match or something, of hey do something with you and Cole because you guys called somebody. That, I would have did that, but yeah, I, they had a lot in the show. The show was heavy. They had a lot of stuff going on. They got to build, James, and I'm not ripping on you, James. I'm just shooting the bowl. You, you know, <laughs> they, they, they 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 have to build for um, Survivor Series. They they you know have an edge come back. He's you know this massive star. It's good for selling because he's with the raw guys in the ring, and then Taker. You know, for me to come there and do something, it's all about selling Survivor Series right now. So I guess that's why, uh, Taz. Uh, no, you're, you're doing the job. Bye bye. So. <laughs> and it's fine. It's totally fine. I, I, the worst things have happened to me in the business. I have a job. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm good right now. Thank you. Continue. Continue so I, want,
2: I want to throw out. A, I want to throw out a little conspiracy theory about the whole Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler match. I think that. I think that the Miz is going to take. Zane and beat him at Survivor Series and say, you know what? I'm not appreciated as an Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. Right. That is why I am officially now a member of Raw. He rips off his shirt or somebody throws him a red shirt, he slaps it on. That's how you get the belt on to Raw so you can put it behind the, you know, Roman Reigns and the U.S. Heavyweight title. And then Kalisto. goes. Oh whoa, whoa, James. And, he can't but okay. how
3: James, shame, 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 shame. Yeah. But if they were to do something like that, then guys like me and, and and fans out there, hardcore fans just say, Well, wait a minute. How can you guys just do this? How can Miz just deem himself in character that he's jumping brands? You can't you gotta have some continuity, bro. You, James, you can't just say you can't do that because then, then that's when you're going to rip WWE. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have it make sense. There's got to be, you know what I mean, some connectivity to the storyline. You can't just have wrestlers say, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm moving over here now. Yeah, You know what I mean? You can't do that, bro.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he's asked for trades. He said he's not happy with being on SmackDown. He announces he got traded. And he throws on the red shirt and gets a big celebration. Well,
3: I think you'd have to have like either Daniel, not either uh, Shane McMahon or Stephanie. I'm sorry, Mick Foley or Stephanie uh, say something like that. And, you know, but to your point, if there was like a blockbuster announcement or, or have him do that, you're saying have him do that on Survivor Series. If you do something like that, I'd have him come out on Raw, like early in the show or in a crossover segment on Raw. And shock everyone that he's on Raw now, and then, <clears throat> or have Mick come out and say, or, or Steffi, the newest member of the Raw roster, uh, is not just a massive star, he's not just a block office star, blockbuster star, whatever. He also happens to be the Intercontinental Champion, uh, and there was a big trade, or whatever. Boom, here he is, the Miz. He'll get a massive pop. I don't know where Raw is. Uh, I don't know where Raw is. But anyway, I'm just saying that would be, um, it's probably somewhere in Canada. That would be cool. Do it that way, you know what I mean, James?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I just think putting Miz and Intercontinental belt on Raw, I think kind of, because then you can have <clears throat> you know, him and Ziggler going back and forth on Twitter, and then the next, inter, you know, now when you're dealing with the next Raw SmackDown pay-per-view, Ziggler can challenge the Miz, go on to the pay-per-view, grab the belt, bring it back to SmackDown, you know, bring it back to SmackDown, and you know the cruiserweight titles can go. I mean, those are. I see those two titles just going back and forth every three to four months. Uh,
3: could be. It <clears throat> could be. Uh, maybe. I. I, <clears throat> I like when they keep titles on guys for a long time. And thank you, James, for calling uh, you, the man. I like when they keep titles on talent for, for, for a while, as long as the talent is getting the title over and the, ta- the title is getting over getting the town over. Um, new days, a whole another story. There are over four hundred days with these titles. That's too much. It's out of control. <laughs> it really is. It's become a joke. It's not it's nuts. <laughs> it's too long. Uh really is. Uh, but I, I, I agree with James. I could see Miz being a kick-ass talent as the IC champ on Raw. I feel for Sami Zayn. I'm starting to really think, as I told you, I think about this all, during the day and then talk to you tomorrow about it, but I'm starting to rapidly think, I don't like Sami's chances come Sunday. I don't. I don't. I don't know man I think they just switched these titles uh, unless they wanted a more heel babyface match that could be again this is me just thinking on the fly booking Jones on the fly it could be a deal where that's what it is where maybe Sammy is gonna win the thing slightly could be where Sammy wins the thing Uh, but they feel a better match from a storytelling a physical could be noteworthy. a physical perspective the better story is um, you know having a heel like Miz giving an opportunity to someone like Sami Zayn who earned it babyface versus heel as opposed to Dolph Ziggler babyface against you know um, Sami Zayn babyface that could be from a storytelling perspective a physical story the wrestling story and for the announcers it's a lot easier if, it, if for the match and it's a better story to tell, I don't. I'm, we're not looking for easy. You know, I don't think that was WWE's not looking for easy. Looking for the best stuff they can do. All these companies are doing that, not just WWE. So, I I think it's it's for the best way to tell a story, physically and for announcers is to have a heel versus babyface. Sami Zayn versus, um, you know, Dolph Ziggler would be a great match, and it's very intriguing because it's Raw versus SmackDown, but it's two babyfaces. Miz now is a heel representing SmackDown. Pull another uh, ball of wax. You know, unless so, if you have Sami Zayn win, this is just me just just again. I'm just riffing with you guys. If you have Sami Zayn win, right? So you have Sami Zayn win. Now, what that does for Miz, but well, what how that hurts Miz? No, nah, it doesn't hurt Miz. I'll tell you why. Miz is a great heel that can bitch. Okay, and I mean that in a complimentary fashion. He can go on SmackDown and just go, just you know, you know, what I'm saying. He could do that now, because now it's like it's like he had the title and he lost it again, and he could just be total pain in the ass on SmackDown, uh, and his wife could be upset, Maurice. Everything. It's just he could still be that star he is, and the guy is phenomenal. Let him talk. Let, just could you imagine how upset this guy would be? Like the character would—it would be phenomenal. I, Miz, look, this is the thing, bro. When you're a good talent as a wrestler or a guy who can talk, you take your Teflon. You can do anything. <laughs> so I'm over here giving you two scenarios where Miz wins, comes Sunday at Survivor Series, and to whatever, and then get, does get traded or whatever, or moves over to to Raw. You know, it's like. It's, it's great. He'd be great there as the IC title uh, IC champion on Raw. But you know what? If he loses to Sami Zayn, Sami brings the title to Raw, Sami needs the title. Okay, Miz doesn't need the title. Sami needs that title. Trust me. I don't know if WWE would agree, but he needs the title. So now, if you go the other route, where now Miz loses and shocks everyone, because now everybody's expecting two things to happen at Survivor Series right now. They're expecting Kalisto to win the Cruiserweight title, and they're expecting Sami Zayn to lose. You can't have it too predictable. I mean, the WWE knows that. You can't have it too predictable. So I think that if you have, now am starting to talk myself into this, if you have Miz lose the IC title on Sunday, so now Sami brings it to Raw, now Miz could be a complete pain in the ass, worse than ever. <sighs> On SmackDown, God, just really, just total over the top, angry. Now he does my theory of start wearing red all over the place. He's he's threatening. He's going to roar Now he's just saying it, or but they don't want him to leave. I don't know. There's 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 so much you could do with. Me. It's, I said I put I put the guy over all the time, because he's so freaking good, and we have talent like a talent like that, that lets his hair down and could tear it up in the ring, and could tear it up on the stick, the microphone. You know, you could do anything you want with him. That guy is a wrestling promoter and a writer's dream to, to write for and, and to book for, you know, because he is that friggin' good. And he's underrated, Miz. I've been saying this for a couple of months. This cat is underrated. I'm telling you. And when I worked there in WWE and, and Miz was working there, and I knew Miz. he's a great guy. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see him yesterday. He's a guy I would love to bump into again. I, I haven't seen him in a long time. I always got along great with him.
0: When we did the fantasy draft a couple weeks ago, you put Miz number one in terms of Mike Skills.
3: Amen, and 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 I stand behind that. He is just—he's underratedly—he's—he he, is the real deal, and he really is. And and I'm just a big mark for his work. Uh, as of late because when I worked there with him he wasn't like he wasn't at that level he he obviously over years got better and he always was a student of the game it's a guy who came from reality tv dude he was on the real world all that stuff mm-hmm. then came through tough enough and all the gimmick you know this is not a guy who broke into business old school like me or like a lot of guys who came up you know through wrestling schools and working indies that's not who he was you know and a lot of times, guys like him, they don't end up like him or John Morrison, you know, uh, Johnny Mundo and Lucha Underground. You know, and there's other guys. I'm just drawing a blank right now, but I'm just saying you know, how good Ryback did for himself and guys like that. I'm just saying, like, you know, or, or, uh, or Kenny King. You know, you don't see that that much. We, we, we know success stories from, like, the Tough Enough or the reality wrestling shows or whatever, but there's more failures than there are success stories. So a guy like Miz just really... He is at another level of success. He is really just, just tremendous. Um, so you can do whatever you want. Have him bring the IC title, move him over to Raw, or have him drop it on Sunday to Sammy because Sammy Zane needs that title more than Miz does. <laughs> telling you, Sammy Zane is just starting to get over a little bit because they've been pushing him, going to break in a second here. But Sammy needs that title more than Miz. Miz doesn't need it. But if you decide to put him on Raw... With that title, I'm all in. Got to find something for Sammy, hopefully. All right, other side of the break, get into talking a little bit more about the 900 SmackDown gimmick. Uh, take a couple of calls here and there. And also we got the uh, Facebook Live coming up later on in uh, fourth quarter Jones. Uh, Taz Show, be right back.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
3: Alright, so I was looking at some of the little, I didn't get a chance to go give you some NFL chatter, Some college football shatter at the top of the show. Just busy uh, talking, put myself over about coming to these stuff. Sean Jones. So I was at, uh, some was uh, looking at some info on Tony Romo, the great quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, who's been out hurt from jump this year. Dak Prescott, you know, uh, has been tearing it up. He's a starting quarterback in the Texas Fantasy football team, by the way. Um, so, yeah, and Tony Rumbo's had such a great career, you know, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, as NFL quarterback, and I think we have a little audio of Tony, Rumble, Tony Romo uh, taking a high road here about his situation and his frustrations for himself personally, but also his praise of uh, the, the young quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys now. Dak Prescott. You got that ready? Let's play that. He's earned the right to be our quarterback.
2: As hard as that is for me to say, he's earned that right. He's guided our team to an 8-1 record, and that's hard to do. I think you all know something magical is happening to our team. I'm not going to allow this situation to negatively affect Dak or this football team by becoming a constant distraction. Um, I, think, uh, I think Dak knows that I have his back, and I think I know that he has mine. Tell you what, I've always respected Tony Romo as a
3: quarterback. Never really paid attention much to him outside of how good of a player he is. Never, what, he's not my style of quarterback, but I know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, he's just great career. But just his style, he's a winner. Not his style, right? <laughs> Some people are like, he's a winner, dude. Yeah, I, I like more of a, an action-moving type of, I'm a Bills fan. So, like, you know, uh, the, the way Tyrod works it and stuff. Guys that move athletically. But no disrespect to Romo. But my point is. I just became even a, you know, I just became a big fan, I should say, of Tony Romo. That's a guy who's putting his team first, not his ego first. Now, earlier on in that in that audio that you didn't hear, I, he was very much um, pissed off not at the Cowboys, not at Dak, at himself, that he just, you know, was hurt, he got injured. You know, he's he was, is that the best way to say it, I think, Rob, but he was, he was pissed that he can't Go out there and compete.
0: I would say so. Yeah. Uh, the, the the biggest thing I took from his whole uh, press conference, and I watched it yesterday uh, uh, before I took a nap, and he uh, he basically was talking about how this is kind of the darkest time of his career. Yeah. And basically, there's nothing he can do about it.
3: Right. 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 That's you, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what's he going to do? I mean, I'm sure you've been in the position where you know there's circumstances you just can't control and oh, you, you are embarrassed. I, I, yeah.
3: I remember when I first. I was only in WWE a few months and I tore my bicep. You know, it was like, I I, want to rip my arm off and beat Mm. myself up with it. That's what I wanted to do. I mean, so, you know, it's, 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 you know, just take my arm and just smack myself in the forehead with it. That's how I felt. So, uh, you know, it's, look, when a guy could take his own ego, check it. A guy like Tony Rummel, who you gotta figure, the guy's a micromanager. He's a starting quarterback for many years of a massive franchise, all his success. He's a household name. And this guy is probably a control freak, and I'm not knocking him. For him not to have control, that he can't go in there and compete and, continue, and, and run the Dallas Cowboys offense, I had to drive him crazy. I respect him so much. For him, literally, we're listening to this man pass the torch to Dak Prescott. that You don't see that much. And Tony Romo, I think, still got something left in the tank. Seriously.
0: You know? Well, now, would you take him for your Jets next year?
3: I, they're not my Jets anymore, but I would.
0: Well, I sh- I, sh- I know. You're a Bills fan. I, yeah, but I no, I respect the
3: Jets. But no, I would. if uh, I would. They got the Jets. The QB situation is a nightmare. But I would definitely. Yeah, I would, to answer your question. Absolutely. Tony Romo's a winner. He just – and I respect – the Cowboys organization, the coaching staff, just, just, uh, uh what's his name? Gimmick Redhead, the head coach. I'm trying to blank on his name.
0: Uh, uh, Jason Garrett.
3: Jason Garrett, yeah, he was a quarterback, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. For the, I, for the Giants. Yeah, I, I respect the fact that, you know, uh, uh, there you go. He's a, he was a quarterback too, so he understands. I'm sure they had a meeting and respect for Tony and talked to him about this. You know, this is like, again, no, uh, you know, Patriot fans, I'm going to get a little serious here. I know I'm going to talk about SmackDown Live in a minute. I'm getting into the football thing for a second, but. Look, it, that was the thing. I, I talked about this a while back when Brady was hurt. And, or something happened in a game. I can't remember. It was a Thursday night game. It might have been last year, man. I'm drawing a blank. And Brady was hurt. I tweeted a picture of it from my TV. <laughs> and he was, and then the offensive coordinator from the uh, Patriots, uh, he's awesome. Callahan,
0: not Callahan. Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, thank you. Wasn't he a quarterback too? Uh, he may have been a quarterback's have, coach. I don't know. I don't GTS know if he ever that. played. Yeah, well, yeah. if you
3: don't know your GTS, that's how Absolutely. it works on the show, sir. So, so the thing is, uh, you know, it, it's. I I got really turned off when you see. I saw this on TV. No, he
0: wasn't a quarterback. You no, he's just he's just a coach. Oh, just a coach. He's just he, a jobber now. He didn't play. Okay, he didn't play. No. So you're the uh, off- excuse me. Uh, he played on a lower division college football, but he didn't play in uh, Division One or Could the NFL. you tell me the college he played in? John Carroll University, which is located in University Heights, Ohio. Yeah,
3: exactly. So, anyway, the thing is, I was watching this Patriot game, okay, and I got to tell you this right now. I got me so mad watching Brady on the bench, kind of boo-boo-faced Jones. And McDaniel, the offensive coordinator, was talking to Garoppolo. And you would think that Brady would be in there trying to help the kid. And he was saying nothing. He did nothing. Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? drove me crazy watching this. Like, that's just not cool.
2: I'm done with the tablets.
3: Can't do that. You know what I mean? You can't. That really turned me off. You know, and Tony Romo, total different agenda Jones, man. It's like I appreciate competitiveness. I know how it works on sports teams. I was an athlete. I know you're competing against your teammate more than most fans know. You are competing against your teammate. My son is an athlete, and he'll be a college athlete next year, okay, Division I athlete next year. He understood that as an eighth and seventh and eighth grader, and that's a shoot. Most kids, boys or girls that are athletes that are, that are good, and they have parents that either were athletes, they understand you root for your team, you want your team to do well, you want to always support your teammates, you have your teammates back, but in practice, games, off-season training, you need to outdo your teammate. <laughs> that's a shoot <laughs> so a lot of people you know I don't know if they realize that but that's a shoot that's how things go so I respect that of Tom Brady I know he's competitive he's a great quarterback and no matter if I don't like him and I don't like the Patriots the guy's sailing to the Hall of Fame also there's no doubt about that okay we know that but I don't think that's cool that he you know just all the success Garoppolo was having too uh while Brady was out you know like not that Brady should go and do a press conference and put him over. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, there was, like, zero support. I
0: don't know if— Now, you're friends with Garoppolo. I don't know about friends, but I know him. No, you said the other day on the show you were friends with You said you were good friends yeah, with him. There's a big difference between being friends and but being you said friendly you were balls with him. —and you being friendly. No, no, but I'm— bo- That's what you said. You said you were boys with him. What
3: are you turning this you're, guy into? You said you were friends with a guy. And to me, I don't have a lot of friends. I got, like, three, four friends. You know, so when you
0: got friends— they're your boys. You said you were boys with, with Garoppolo. No, I'm, not. I'm friendly with him. Not oh, friends. friendly. Not friends. We don't text all the time. Well, maybe we should get him on. Maybe he
3: wants to talk about Brady and abs- bury him. Abs- absolutely.
0: You think he'd bury him? We'll get him on. You could get Garoppolo on this show. Uh, I don't know about that. I'd have to go through the Patriots, and they'd be pretty upset with me.
2: Day, night, cold, hot. Exactly.
0: Patriots love me. Stop it. The Patriots love me.
2: I'm done with the tablets.
3: I'm sure it'd be no problem. Enough of that. I just wanted to give you a different example of, of, you know what I mean, like of two people's mindset and how much respect I have for what Romo said there. I just, I had to get to that. I know it has nothing to do with wrestling. I want to hear you talk about wrestling. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know you do. I understand. I'm here to give you your free lunch on a hot platter. One more thing. Oh, God.
0: You're not done? To wrap up the Romo thing. Do you think if Prescott loses a game that they'll go to Romo? What? Do you think if Prescott, Dak Prescott, loses a game that they'll go to Tony Romo? Of course. It's
3: the NFL. <laughs> Cut, throw Jones. Okay. I do. I wouldn't. I'd believe in a kid all the way, but uh, I, I, I don't think they will. I think if he loses a game, if he throws a couple of INTs, as they call them, picks. I, it's inside baseball terms. Mm. I think that uh, I think they would. Because I think that's partially how smart Romo is, too, because he's taking a high road and going public in a press conference and putting the kid over, and he's passing the torch, he's endorsing the kid. Now, some people say, well, would you cut Romo now? Well, because th- next year I'm saying, would you cut him because of, I guess, his money or whatever? Right. Uh, no, I wouldn't unless no. he wanted to go somewhere else. I mean, this is a guy that, this guy potentially has ability to be a tremendous coach once he retires, too, Romo. I mean, I could see him being a successful coach and a big D1 college or in the NFL somewhere. I could see that happen. just my opinion. Hey, uh, Dave in Delaware, you're on the Taz Show, bro. What's up, man?
4: Good moment, Taz. How's it going, Viking? Good. Good moment, sir. What's going on? Um, I want to talk about the women and something that's been really bothering me over, like, the past few months, really. Um, I go on Instagram. All the time, and, you know, these women are in storylines, and all the wrestlers, really, they're in storylines, and they're over here liking each other's photos and taking photos with each other. Yeah. I hate to use the insider term, but it's kayfabe really dead. <laughs> oh, oh, God, you say that. Oh,
3: God, you hurt me when you said that. You can't. Oh, my no. God, Dave. Cross
4: crossed the line,
3: Jones, on Natasha. Wow. You said I'm the K-word, bro. You can't say the K-word.
0: Don't say the no. K-word. It's okay, sorry. D-
3: Dave. Don't be sorry. It's okay. You can't take it back. You said it. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. To answer your question, I'm obviously teasing you, but to answer your question, are they crossing the line? Is k dead? k unfortunately, died a long time ago. I hate to admit that, but it did. And and um, so what? What you know? what is that? What is K-fabe? Well, in my world, it's... You don't drive to the building together. You don't. You're not seeing the public together. You don't in this day and age on social media put pictures together. You don't like pictures of you. don't photo. You know, like someone's picture. To your point, Dave, uh, that that you're right. What you're saying about kayfabe, you're using it in the right, obviously, uh, term here. Um, it's dead though. It is dead. Um, I, I think it's alive. They want it alive while while the you know the lights are on. And and the curtains open and the cameras are rolling. That's when they want it on. Not just WWE, all the companies. It's not just them. It's and that it, you know why, Dave. And, and you you know, don't take this the wrong way. Okay, you're still there, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. And and now I'm gonna. I hate the stereotype. I'm gonna just use you as an example. Kayfabe, um is dead <laughs> because of people like you. Right. And you know, I don't know if you know what I mean by that, because um, you know that word and you used it right and is the internet and you use it for wrestling info to learn inside terms like and you, you alone with a bunch of other people not just you now i'm i'm just using it as an example cuz you said that right 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 so and it's no disrespect bro i don't mean it like that i'm just shooting yeah. the ball right so the thing is so because of folks that are hardcore fans like yourself okay kayfabe ended up be- becoming a thing where we can't as a wrestling community wrestlers promoters whatever bookers writers we can't insult your intelligence anymore. right? So that's why it slowly died. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. but I'll tell you this, Dave. I do think there's a way, and I, I humbly say I think we did this in ECW a little bit. I do. I think there are ways, even today, to keep Kayfabe alive a little bit. I do. And I don't think going on Talking Smack... I think going on Talking Smack and doing shoot-style stuff with whatever, uh, you know, Miz and Daniel Bryan is a good start. But if you heard some of the stuff I said, Dave, about, hey, don't have the guy holding a mic while he's doing let, let the yeah, exactly Exactly. Those little things, it's like that feels right. You know what I mean? That helps it. Like when we saw Daniel Bryan recently, right, Dave, where he was on like the debate gimmick, and he said, Stephanie was there, and, and he said to uh, Mick Foley, Daniel Bryan, hey, you know, you left, whatever, you went to TNA, it was like a...
2: <gasps> right, right. And
3: that was cool. Now, that was different, because they're in a debate, so he has a hot mic. That's a different story. So the mics, I have no problems with the production on that. That was cool, and Stephanie, the way she played off of it was awesome. That felt yeah. real. She wanted to kind of diffuse it, right? Did you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I saw it. I saw it. Right, right. So that that to so that part. So I'm just. It's a long winded thing about Fabe, but it's it's dead because of the hardcore fan, because they they the companies don't want to insult you guys' intelligence anymore. But right. there are ways to be creative about it, in my opinion, to be slick about it. And thank you for calling, Dave. I appreciate it. Good, good call. There are ways to be slick about it and talk about it. Uh, or handle it creatively, that you could protect the business as we call it the right way, and have people wondering, hmm, was that a shoot or a work? You know, you can do that. There are all ways to do it, and I th- I do think years ago, even though fans were smart years ago too, like during ECW years, I'm talking about. I right, goes Taz, ECW Jones. Yeah, that's sorry, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there we I believe. Protected the business. Look, they were, I remember, like, uh, me, uh, Perry Saturn, uh, geez, uh, Bubba, uh, who else was in the car? Maybe Cronus. Yeah, Cronus, too, probably. We, we're the Eliminators, myself and Bubba, we're driving together, and we're going, like, to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, to a house show on a Friday night. And, <laughs> you know, we, I, 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 I think maybe Cronus was driving, you know, he'd pull over, you know, maybe three miles from the building, and we'd coordinate with another, you know, heel car, you know, and me and Bubba, whatever, would jump in that heel. That actually, it was the time we did this one thing at Jim Thorpe, actually, was the Eliminators got out of the car, and they went into a babyface car. They were babyfaces, and me and Bubba, the others were heels, and Taz was a heel. And we wouldn't arrive to the building in the same car. We would we would coordinate, not just us. I'm talking about Van Damme, all these guys, all of us did this stuff. We would leave the building with heels or baby faces or whatever to protect the business and then meet up at a gas station. And if you wanted to drive with a heel and your baby face, you'd sw- swap a rooney, switch a rooney, uh, three miles down the road or at a gas station. That's called protecting the business. And that's how it was many years ago. I don't think these kids today are doing that. These kids today, I'll tell you, <laughs> They're uh, you know, they don't get it. Yeah, that's the problem that K Fame did. They just don't get it. Slamming Bods and Beyond. So hopefully that was a little bit of an update. Uh, not an update. Hopefully that was a little bit of an education for you guys. I'm not sure. Hey, Howard from Toronto, you are on the Taz show. Good
4: moment, Taz. Good moment, my friend. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. All uh, right, Tessa, I know you got a past show, a lot of stuff to talk about with regards to SmackDown 900. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really quick, wanted to sort of pick your brain, get some uh, thoughts and opinions. Uh, you know, Fantasy Book and Jones. And begin. Uh, and begin. Go. Go. In your opinion, which match, if you could book one more match for Shawn Michaels, who would you want to see him face? Either AJ Styles or Seth Rollins.
3: I'm going straight AJ Styles. I think that'd be a tremendous match. I, both would be great matches. But I would go AJ Styles. I just think, um, uh, pardon the, pun, the styles of their, their, their work, very similar, size similar uh, the, of their physical size. I mean, you know, I, I think that um, that would be a great match if you're fantasy booking it. You know, I think AJ and uh, HPK would be great. Absolutely. Sorry, I just threw up my mouth a little bit. I apologize. Yeah, I think that would be, <laughs> be, be great. I think that would be great. I think that would be great. I really do. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, what about you? Which one do you want to see? Joe Cole?
4: You know what? I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think the, there's a, a a different or better story to tell with AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels, and of course with your uh, experience of calling both of those individuals' matches uh, different times in their career, of course. Yeah. But. I, I think just their body of work alone would tell a fantastic story. Just throw those two guys in the ring, give them 30 minutes, and have them tear the house down. Did, did, uh, did, did, dude, did. I
3: agree, Howard. I would start the match, Howard, with a handshake. I would start the match with those guys. Thank you for calling, Howard, from Toronto. Good call. I would have the match start with a handshake. Baby face, baby face, let's do it. Uh, let's go and and make it competitive, athletic. I would go 30 minutes on that thing. and just You don't even need a story that's a match where how about this for fantasy booking where you sell for this is just hypotheticals you know uh, what's after Survivor Series the big ones the Royal Rumble right (laughs) excuse me the big one is (laughs) the Royal Rumble right so what you could do is you could do a deal where I'm not saying they're ever gonna do this but I don't know if this has ever really been done to be frank you do a a surprise match And you don't announce who's in the match. Blind booking Jones. Yeah, what you do is you do a deal where it's like we're going to have in three weeks a semi-main event um, or one of the big matches at the Royal Rumble which will knock your socks off and we're not going to tell you who's in the match. And you guys are going to love this match. And you come up with some cool funky name for that style match like mystery match you know city mystery match jones whatever you call it right mystery match mystery meet match jones how about that that works yeah so you know you do something with the word mystery right because you don't know who's in it and you say this match will knock your socks off you're gonna freak What? not telling you who's in it you're gonna have to watch the royal rumble to watch this match now you're going to have people speculating like crazy including me. Who the hell is in this match? And you and and here's the mystery: you have whatever Michael Cole whoever, Mauro Ronaldo whatever. I saw him yesterday too, Mauro Ronaldo. And we had a good conversation. I said, "Bro, what's the deal? They got you calling every match. They got, he just started cracking up laughing. He goes, "I don't know who's working more in front of a mic, me or you." I'm like, "Ah!" No <laughs> 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 matter what Mauro, what the good comeback. So cuz I'm doing all this work every day, 10 hours. OG programming. I digress. So what you do is you have either you know, Mauro or whoever, Michael Cole at the Royal Rumble. say, Here we go! Or the ring announcer, whoever, you know. Here we go! It's uh, Mystery Match Jones! The first contestant. It's a 30 minute time limit. Ding, ding, ding! Right out of the box, here comes AJ Styles. Well, people going to pop? (sighs) Right? Just to see AJ's in a match with someone. Who's he in a match with? We've seen mystery opponents, like you know, we've seen that for years. Like Kurt Angle did that in WWE with me. He don't know you built. that was for the Royal Rumble. We don't know who Kurt's going to face. It's going to be a mystery opponent. We've seen it on one side, but we've, I don't think we've ever seen it two sides.
0: We've always had uh, mystery Royal Rumble opponents, like you don't know which not you know who's coming out, which number, well, and different. always surprises. I'm talking, about, right. I'm
3: talking about a one-on-one match. Okay, I'm talking about a one-on-one match, and Kurt did it at the Royal Rumble, and I was his mystery opponent. I'm talking about. Double-sided mystery
0: here. So nobody knows what's going on in any aspect of the match.
3: No. You obviously sell a card. You advertise a card. You know what I mean? It's just not worthy. You obviously sell a card. You have the World Rumble match. You have the main event for the world title. You have this match for the world title. But I'm using AJ just because Howell from Toronto mentioned uh, AJ as an opportunity, uh, maybe as a mystery, uh, well, not a mystery, a fantasy booking match against HBK. So you do a deal where just imagine... You're not telling people who's in this match. You're not saying it. And you you sell it, sell it. But you obviously sell the World Rumble. You sell your world title match. You sell your women's title match. You're selling your Cruiserweight title. You're selling all your big matches. So I'm not just paying for going to watch this show. For, I don't know who's fighting. <clears throat> but one of the little gimmicks and a little tidbit Jones is this mystery match. So now, is the match, and then AJ comes out. People are going to pop. Oh, man. AJ's in this match. You know, he, this guy to have a great match with a broom. Who's he going to face? Who's it going to be? And then you wait. You don't just hit the music right away. You let people wonder. You let it sit. <clears throat> let it sit. You let it sit. let it sit. let it sit. And you have it be someone that's not in the regular roster of WWE. Like- Ladies and gentlemen. You have it. You have it. Be something where it's uh, the ring announcer hits a gimmick where it's um, a pause. He just waits. The announcers say nothing. The commentator and the play-by-play, all twenty of the color commentators that they have, uh, you just have them sit there. No one says a word. So AJ's in the ring. He's ready. He's ready. You know he's looking at the curtain. Who's it going to be? And just imagine the pop if you hit an H B music. Mm. Place would go crazy. Now they announce, like, oh my God, look at this. It's going to be AJ Styles versus HPK. What the F? You know, it would be sick. I'm getting goosebumps. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps on a deal. I mean, and you can think of other guys. Don't have to just be, you know, Shawn Michaels there. Plenty of other guys. It's also a good way to have a debut for a guy. So anyway, I, I don't know. I just went off on a tangent about that fantasy book and I thought it'd be pretty cool. A mystery match. Both sides. You don't know who it is. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't I can't recall it. Unless there's something obvious that I'm just missing. Could be. Um just that happens sometimes. <laughs> I, I gotta go to break. Uh, we're late to break here. All of a sudden a break will be on Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. I, I really need to get a little bit more into the SmackDown 900 gimmick. I didn't see all uh, really a lot of the show. I just saw clips and got a briefing here from my team uh, with uh, the Viking. And uh, and that's it. It should be, a, um, should be a good fourth quarter on the uh, Facebook Live. Uh, Robbie, you think so? Yes. No one cares. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
3: All right, yeah, fourth quarter time. Wrapping this bad boy up in about 30 minutes. Oh, a little bit under 30 minutes, actually. We had a little bit of a longer break for those that are listening or watching live. We're also on Facebook Live right now at facebook.com slash Taz. Listen to the audio on demand or the podcast version of the show, and I'd like to say that word. But that was at WWE yesterday, I had several people say, Oh, I love the podcast, Taz. Hey, how's your podcast going? not a podcast couple of top-level stars at WWE I had to give the education to, without naming names I don't want to make any of them seem dumb (laughs) they were nice to me so I don't want to be mean so but as I stated earlier cuz I know see this is what happens on the Taz show let me explain how this is done Viking what happens is, once you're on Facebook Live now, get a lot of blue thumbs up because they love me. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for jumping on Facebook Live. What else is new? The thing is, bro, like it's like it's the Facebook Live people, they're I, spoiled. Mm-hmm. See, I love them all, but they're all, right. all spoiled. And why so why would you say oh, that? I'll tell you why. Because three quarters, first three quarters, they don't listen or watch the show. They just jump in in the
0: fourth quarter and they want to be briefed on everything. So it's like I got to do my whole show over again in 30 minutes. Well, you are the, w- the only one on the show with copious notes, so you should be able to provide uh, the information. Been, I've
3: noticed you've been studying the Taz rules. I have. I'm very proud of you.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, apparently, Dave from Delaware has not studied the Taz rules because according to the Taz rules, if you bring up the K-word, you are subject to a three-month ban from the show.
3: Someone's been studying the, the Taz show rules, and Dave... Was from Delaware. He was a caller from the show, and he used the K word. Correct. And he was a good caller, and I had a good time talking to Dave.
0: And it was not Calisto. It was
3: not. <laughs> and I, I had to, uh, you know. There was a it was at a moment where everything, the whole studio almost fell down when he said the K word. I'm like, what the f? No, you can't do that. Meltdown, Jones. But it was okay. Tim Bloch on Facebook Live says, Shut up, Viking. Oh, that's not nice.
0: Won't be the first time.
3: <laughs> they love you, brother. They do. I told you.
0: Listen, my team's lost four in a row. We haven't won since the uh, Vikings. Haven't well, won since what is September. That? Maybe the guy just doesn't like you. Why has it got to be about the Vikings? I don't know, but he's <laughs> it's piling on. Well, what, what, why is it got to be. You just think. People- Maybe he doesn't like Everybody likes me. Come no.
3: On. Actually, no. 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 no, sir. Nope. No. Nope. 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 No. Nope. Nope. It has nothing to do with football. Has nothing to do with the Vikings. I, I think that a lot of people Matthew Parker just said, uh love you Viking Jones. Look at that. Matthew oh, thank likes you. You. it. But no, it. uh uh look at Jeremy Parente says a Viking is a heater. Uh yes. And he's right. And well, he's choosing yes. he's using the inside baseball terms the right way in the business. Mm. He's seeking Jones. Yeah, so no, I have unfortunate news for you, sir. No, not everyone likes you. Oh. You're not the big, lovable, chubby kid. You're not.
0: I got to call my mom after the show and tell her she was wrong all these years. Oh, no, I'm sure your mom loves
3: you. Of course she does, and, and, and all of your family. Why wouldn't they? I'm sure you're a great person at the end of the day. I personally don't like you. So, But but I don't like most. It's okay. It's that Don't don't take that for a problem. No. I I've hated I, I every, every guy that's sat in that chair. All of them. Every one of them. Telling you right now. It's just the way it goes. <sighs> well pete scala said we missed the captain nothing personal uh, well you know what uh, that's great uh i uh. at that very moment right there i missed the captain too just as that happened that's <laughs> like on you that's good buy a hat oh <laughs> uh, getting buy a used, hat getting used to the ball jones yeah see here's the thing yes everybody misses the captain that's great captain was babyface jones we know that but 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 the captain decided to leave the show and, and we gave him a great send. i gave him a great send-off i'm it upward i gotta move on he's on the Today show now i, I know he's on Today show but I, I mean i know i know i understand i understand you guys miss him that's great it this i you guys love the show and I, I love you guys for it i do but you know what it's like you know it, it, you guys can't program the show If the guy quits and leaves the company, what am I supposed to do? I've had a lot of success in my career before I even met Tom. (laughs) I've done pretty well. I humbly say, you got to move on. And I'm sure there will be a time where the Viking could be gone. And then there will be someone else new. Rob, we've talked about this. In the radio business, you've worked on a lot of shows. Yes and Terrestrial at CBS Sports Radio. And again, just to reiterate one more time, please don't be long-winded, because the longer you talk, the more they hate you. Mm.
0: Less is more with you, please. And food, too, with me, too. <laughs> Random, but okay. <laughs> just food. What, what? No, less is more.
3: Oh, with food. I yeah, understand. Okay. What I'm saying is, in radio, the
0: turnover for production folks is crazy. Right or wrong? I put in my notice two weeks ago. <laughs> There you go. Yes. You put your
3: notice in for the Taz show. You, yeah. You're done.
0: Yeah, I'm done. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> there is a God, and it's a good God. oh wait a minute. You can't talk religion. Stop it. That's not PC. No. I will not listen to the Taz show ever again. Taz mentioned God. She's counting me down. Speaking of that. I talked earlier about some of the folks that I met or didn't or didn't bump into uh, during my time yesterday at WWE. And again, thank you WWE for your hospitality, and I had a great great time doing that. For those that are new to the show today on Facebook Live, didn't hear the first few segments. I talked a little bit about it. Go listen to the on-demand version of it. I talked about my stay there yesterday at WWE and shooting stuff with for the WWE Network a special that they're coming out with. That's going to be really cool. Uh, myself was involved, along with Tommy Dreamer and uh, Paul Heyman. Corey Graves was involved. Let's leave it at that. And the Dudleys. Bubba and Devon. So, you know, uh, my time there and who I saw, who I didn't see. I said earlier, I didn't I didn't see Michael Cole. Uh, I didn't see Triple H. I didn't see Stephanie. I got big buildings. Everyone's busy. I got into this early. I get into full detail of it earlier, guys. So if you didn't check it out, check it out. Um... Roman Reigns is a guy I did not see. I did not see Roman Reigns. I, I I've never met Roman Reigns. Um, I did not, you know. I, I would have loved him to, to meet him. Seriously. I did meet uh, his cousins, the Usos, but Roman Reigns I did not. Usos were cool. I talked to them. I said, She's counting me down. I said, Yo, yo, I wrestled your dad a whole bunch. Tell him I said, Lo. And they were just they were just really respectful, good kids, uh, bigger than I thought. Bigger kids. They're tall. They had some height to them. I didn't realize that. I mean, everybody's tallest to me, but I'm just saying, these guys were... But uh, they were really, really cool, to Usos. I mean, good guys. And just like I would pitch, just like their dad... Raise them as wrestlers. They understand the business, you know, and they understand, you know, respect. And it's, it was really good conversation just chatting up with those two kids a little bit, man. And, and, uh, really good. Um,
0: they had a great spot in the tag team match last night. I didn't see it. So what happened? Yeah. Uh, so it was the SmackDown tag team, uh, group with Heath, Slater, and Rhino coming out to kind of coach the other four teams mm. that would be the uh, American Alphas, uh, the Hype Bros, um, and uh, the uh, on, Usos wait, wait. and Brazongo. On, now.
3: Jeff Savage has a joke on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Usos are 5'7", so he's saying that they're a lot taller than me, so that's the way he's making a joke. Oh. Yeah, no, he's making a joke. From, oh, from Facebook. He's, from
0: Facebook, so, so, he's so ba- behind the keyboard. He, he's, he's a badass. Yeah, he is, he's absolutely. I, just
3: wanted to, I wanted to point that out so fans could interact <laughs> with him, but I digress. No, I... it
0: was American Alpha, Hype Bros, the Usos, and Brazango against the Headbangers, Spirit Squad, the Ascension, and the Villains. And they were all outside the ring. All, all everybody except for the Usos, including uh, the SmackDown team and the Usos, jumped over the ropes and crashed into everybody. It was a really good spot. You know, I know they do that spot a lot where yes. they where they leap over the ropes. But they both did it, and they both did uh, uh, moonsault. So it was uh, it was a pretty good spot.
3: Awesome. You yeah, know, I liked them a lot. Uh, Bill Knight here on the Facebook says uh, about yours truly: uh, vertically challenged Jones. Mm. Ah, unless
0: I'm on my wallet. Yes. Oh, so anyway, um, <laughs> oh, short people and short tempers. Okay.
3: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know that. Why, why would you say something like that? Now, Jeff Savage with the babyface comeback. Uh, love your show, Taz. Thank mm. you, Jeff. Love you too, pal. With a short temper. Well, this is a good one. Ray Ray Rahim Raheem said, Big Wallet Jones. I like that one. <laughs> that you. was good. That was there good. Uh, no, yeah, listen. You guys on Facebook Live, um, for those that are listening to the show from the beginning, sorry about this, but you guys on Facebook Live, go check out uh, the beginning of the show. Really, I get into detail about uh, my time yesterday at WWE and, and the good time I had, and some of the folks that I bumped into who I didn't bump into, uh, who I didn't get a chance to see, and stuff like that. Uh, it was. Pre- oh, I had a quick, brief meeting, not meeting, uh, interaction, hello type thing. He walked right up to me. Uh, Tom Phillips. Hmm. Um, Who's me? he? Yeah, he was the only one who seemed. To, I hate to be that guy, but I, just between you and me, uh, Viking. Um, oh, sure. He seemed like. I think he might listen to the Taz show.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Awkward
3: Jones, yeah. Ooh, awkward, yeah. I think so. He, yeah. yeah, It was, yeah. It was a little weird because I was looking at something on my phone, and then I was uh, waiting to go into this room to tape something, to, you know, on, on camera. And uh, he was walking by, and you know, everybody's so busy backstage. So he obviously had a lot on his plate. And uh, he walked by and said, uh, "Hey, do you know Taz?" By the way, he goes. Uh, he looked at me. He goes, "Oh, Taz, uh, hey, nice to see you, uh, Tom Phillips." He shook my hand. I go, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" And he, goes, he just gave me like a little nod mm-hmm. and walked away. But he wasn't like disrespectful. I would have called him out on it, but he—it just was weird. He gave me a look like, "Oh, good to see you." After he said, you know, "Nice to meet you," or whatever he said,
0: you got an interesting vibe. He had a, he had a little bit of a. There was a little bit of a.
3: I know you've knocked me on my show and I'm mad at you now. Like that kind of a feel. But it's okay. That happens. It's totally, totally okay. I'm okay with it. What are
2: you turning this guy
3: into? So it happens. It happens. You can't make everyone happy. And this is why I'm best in my studio to leave, be away from the people. Like just people in general. So... Jeff Martin says, keep the Viking off the sound effects, Jones. Listen, there are, there are, I've been over this before, people. The, the sound effects are done downstairs. There's a store, and they, they test audio, and it bleeds through the air-conditioned vents on the show. I have no idea. People keep talking about this. I, I don't understand. Um, anyway, I, I also said I was going to talk a little bit more about SmackDown Live. I've kind of been talking about it throughout the show here a little bit. i got to try and get into a little bit more. I got to talk to my friend, uh, Brian, uh, from Los Angeles. You are on the Tash Show. Brian. Hey, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Oh, good, buddy. I appreciate that. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> mute Jones. Brian, you're on the show. What's going on, buddy? Oh, boy. Brian, oh. you have a problems. Oh, He's my. gone already. You believe this poor bastard? Unbelievable. Oh, He's on hold forever. All right? And then what happens is he had me on mute. I guess he went to get back. Get back Jojo. As he comes back, <laughs> you know, that. as he comes back, right? He comes back and he's gone. He hung up on me by accident. his Finger Jones. What are you doing? You got to learn how to work your phone, son. Oh my god.
4: One more word not hanging up on
3: you. I don't know if there's anybody running the call screening room. I think handsome Johnny's running around playing grab ass. Uh, so I don't know where he is. I think uh, he
0: just called. I'm getting word in my ear that he called. He just called back.
3: No one cares. Okay, it's great. So uh, what else we got? Uh, yeah. I don't
0: know. Oh, yeah, that was it. He's back, if you want to. see, that's Listen, um, please, Brian. sir, stop it. Do you, you realize what you're dealing with here? Mm, some of the time. Just come back, Jones. The less I did I not tell you earlier, the less you talk. The,
3: I'm very combative. Just when you think I'm embracing you, the claws come out. Yeah, scratch like a bear, like a lion. Yeah, like a lion, right? Like a panther. You know what I mean? That happens. You can't. There's no. There's no hugging. There's slight embracing, and then it's gah, it's attack. Because when you start to interact with me too much, I I just. Less is more. Dip and dodge. Dip and dodge. Dip and dodge. It takes a good six to seven months to get to know me. And then by then, you'll give you notice. So don't (laughs) worry about that. Or before then. One or the other. I'm not really sure. It could be. John Byron says, Taz has a short man syndrome. John, please call 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948, 866-475-2948, John. And we'll discuss how well you know me about my psychological imperities that I have a syndrome of short manism.
0: Maybe he was listening to the Getting to Know You segment we did. What happened on that? Well, remember, we did it with Seth and yeah. and Captain and me. So, I don't know. You revealed some stuff about uh, yourself. Maybe he knows, uh, he about knows you better than you think. not liking
3: being taught. Well, I don't understand. No, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. What are you talking about?
0: Well, he's trying to, he thinks he knows you better than you know yourself. Are you so. defending him? No, I'm not defending him whatsoever. I'm on Team Taz. <laughs> Smart man. Always.
3: John, please call 866 475 2948. I'll wait here all day for you. Well, not, not really all day. I'm joking about that. I'd love to talk about it with you. It's a lot tougher than just doing it from your computer. <laughs> it really is. I no. mean, when you have to call and talk to a fella. Like my friend here, take two, Brian in Los
4: Angeles. What's going on? Hey, my bad, big homie. My bad. This That's my all right. Mom. First That's time right. long time. That's it's all right, bro. It's all good, man. Yeah. Yeah, my my four, Yeah, yeah I, I just really want to call because I've been um, listening for a year now, and um, I just want to give you a shout-out because um, I be traveling a lot, and I be working. I will be working out. You wanted to pay, um, podcast. I'll uh, be listening to the podcast version because um, – uh I don't be up um too early um to, to check you out but okay. I just want to give you your props and, you know and thank um, you. let you know keep doing your thing big homie.
3: Thank you buddy. I appreciate it man. Uh, thanks for the support. That means a lot to me buddy
4: seriously. Uh oh and yeah and um I'm sorry, gum. Keep going. No, you go ahead. I just want to say uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I want to say um I, I never get a got a chance to call last week and uh, say goodbye to the um ca- the captain. Right. He was um, one of the ones um when I started started listening to him. And shout out to the um, Viking. You know, hope you do good as the captain. You know, and you know, give you a shot too. So there I want to go. say, you well, know, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And um, I, I, I'm um, avid listener, thank I you, list buddy. To you, thank you. I listen to Austin, Jericho, all of y'all. But all I want right, to say, just keep doing y'all thing. Thank I, you, buddy. I respect everything y'all
2: do. Love y'all. All
3: right, man. I appreciate that very much, bro. Thank you very much, man. Uh, good caller right there. You know, you, you, you know, that's really cool. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to get. A lot of good folks that call the show and respect the show and uh, and he's told my he listens to Austin Jericho. those guys do excellent podcasts. It's also also awesome so uh, it's really cool. He's uh, got good taste in shows. so uh, real quick here before I wrap. so a little bit more on the uh, Smackdown thing. I'm trying to think what other self, other stuff that stuck out. Uh, besides the way they uh, ended the show, a lot of people were, were. I saw some stuff on Twitter about the the female uh, five on five female angle that they set up for the pay per view, and they did a deal where the Raw girls got a bunch of heat on Nikki Bella, and including Bayley, and people were like, oh my God, how could Bayley and her character beat up a defenseless. You know, uh, uh, you know, Nikki Bella and all that stuff. I, I understand that, and that it's true. And I think she got into the... She started stomping on... I know there's video all over, stomping on Nikki a little bit later. But look, it's a team, right? It, it, well, I know we're working here, but <clears throat> it's a gimmick. But it's a team. They're doing... It's Team SmackDown versus Team Raw and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So you got to have that, I think. You can't... I don't think that's bad. I, I think it's okay. I mean, you can't... What are you going to do? You, um... They ended up about the the uh, the raw girls taking the powder out, right? And the SmackDown girls were shining. Yes. Yeah, in the ring, right? That's how they left it. So, I mean, I, I think some people loved SmackDown, but then I saw some people weren't crazy about it. I mean, again, I I, I was coming back from Pennsylvania, so. I mean, your opinion, Viking. I mean, was it a you know,
0: really I, I, good, not I, good? I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, I thought the final segment. I thought the women's match was really good. Uh, I thought the um, the opening match. Uh, Miz and Ziggler always put on a good show, so they they really did a good job. And then uh, the final thing, how they kind of intertwined. Yeah. I, I know you had said previously, you know, you thought the Undertaker was going to come out, you know, totally separate from everything else. But I thought they intertwined it with the Edge segment pretty good yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked uh, Bray Wyatt defending Orton. Okay, uh, I yep. thought that that was a big uh, a big part of it also, so I'm anxious to see what Orton does on Sunday.
3: That's cool. Yeah, I'm anxious to see Survivor Series Sunday. This is interesting. Anthony Cruz, Anthea Pat Cruz on Facebook Live said, Taz, don't you dare sell out. You've been too nice over the course of two days. There's a lot of exclamation points. Listen, Ant, I appreciate what you're saying, buddy. Um, I don't. you know the whole sellout thing i don't know what you mean by that i'm assuming you're thinking like uh either i'm gonna put over the wwe all the time on my show if i'm you know if i'm if i'm doing any sort of business with them or that's what you mean by that uh that i sold out or i'm selling out you know couple things you guys got to understand, okay, I, I, and this is some, these are people, if you're saying something like that, you didn't listen to the beginning of the show, because I covered this, and I I talked about the fact that several weeks back, I said that I want to look at things, not just WWE wrestling, in a little bit of a different vein, and I don't want to come out and be nuclear and bury things, I don't want to do that, I'll give you an example, it has nothing to do with the WWE, it's this Joey Styles stuff, okay, I've been biting my tongue about Joey Styles and these other wrestling companies, and people that have publicly, a pub, the public hanging, the unfortunate public hanging and unjustified public hanging of Joey Styles. I have been biting my tongue and I'm gonna keep biting my tongue probably until I'm ready to talk about it like a gentleman because I'm trying to handle myself different and not be nuclear out here. And I, I've been doing that with WWE not just the past couple of days, Anthony but for the past couple of weeks you know and I'm still going to be critical at times of WWE if they do something that I think they need to be critical of otherwise I'm going to put them over looks like I always have some of you people only hear the negative stuff I say about them and think it's cool or funny oh Taz is attacking them. no. it's not about I don't do things to, to get a, to get attention I talk about things that trigger me Okay, and as far as the sellout thing with anybody in any facet of business and entertainment, you, you, look, <laughs> I don't believe in that. I believe in business and doing good business and making a lot of money. That's what I believe in and keeping your integrity while you're doing that. So if the largest, biggest wrestling company in the world contacts me <laughs> to do something with them, should I say no? When the people who I love and I work for here at CBS Radio completely embrace the fact I'm on the contract to CBS, yeah, you definitely should do, if WWE wants to do something, go do it. Damn right. What, what am I supposed to do? Say no? Because I don't like where you're going with Daniel Bryan as the GM? Or I don't like that you have four commentators on SmackDown. So no, WWE. Sorry, I need to be critical of you, and I I don't I don't want to sell out. What are you out of your friggin' mind? Are you, are you friggin' nuts? What are you nuts? Really? I mean, really? For someone that says stuff like that, Francisco Torres says temperature rising Jones. That's funny. <laughs> it's actually I'm. I'm He's got his pulse on the studio I'm actually I'm I'm actually not I'm (laughs) I'm trying to see He got me, that guy got me I'm trying to stay calm, I am He's right, he is (laughs) <laughs>
0: temperature
3: rising uh, what was his name again I lost him uh, Francisco he popped me you are my favorite Facebook guy now dude that was funny <laughs> yeah. oh pins and needles because it's like people don't understand Like I, I hate to do that thing I used to joke with the captain one time he would go people like you know uh, yeah. You people don't understand that's, such, that's the worst thing to do when you say that right. You just basically Capsulize every person in the world right. You people don't get it That's, that's not what I mean And uh, the show's going to run a little late here Because I, I want to talk about this for a second Fifth quarter city Look, the thing is I got to do what I got to do For the betterment of my brand My show, my career And if, if the, I do a show based around sports entertainment And pro wrestling I worked for these people for close to ten years, the WWE, they didn't—they never fired me. I was not best of luck to you in your future endeavors. I wasn't released. I left on my terms, and we left on great terms. And I gave ample notice. I, I didn't leave in the middle of my contract. My contract was coming to an end, and I opted not to resign. And this was a lot of years ago. And there was discussions that I had with my bosses in WWE weeks prior to me leaving and there was no heat whatsoever (laughs) so I always have had a good relationship with them but as of late once the show was rolling the Taz show I would be critical of them at times and sometimes I was nuclear as I keep saying and that's what I said weeks ago I'm trying to avoid being is nuclear so for this cat whoever was uh, saying that the past couple of days have been too nice No, I've been nice actually the past couple of weeks I mean You know, I, I don't uh, I, I don't I don't know I mean, I, I I don't know what to say I mean, you guys have an option If you think I'm selling out Or you don't want to listen or watch my show Then please don't listen And please don't watch Please go away I mean that it's from the bottom of my heart And that's not me being a dick I'm shooting Go, bye bye Go away Go, don't listen or watch my show. Don't. You want to complain? You want to take your time and go on Facebook Live and come at me with an attitude? And you don't have the balls to call my show, or meet me someplace and we'll meet in person. We'll talk about it in person. I'll do whatever you want to do. I'm easy. Go listen to one of your other shows or a podcast or this show is. You don't pay for the show. The show's free. I'm giving you guys a lot of bang for for your lack of buck. So for any of you guys that want to come off negative, go hate and troll somewhere else. Go away. Why do you keep looking at the clock? Is there a problem? Not at all. So, so I'm just saying, like, if this show ever becomes a, subs- a subscription base, a part of me would be happy. A part of me. Only because a lot of the entitled people that are disrespectful not, you don't have to kiss my ass. You don't have to tell me how great the show is if you don't think it's great. Or if you think it's great, you don't wanna, You don't have to do that. You don't have to favor the tweet, I tweet, or retweet. You don't have to do nothing. If you want to just listen and stay, then fine. You got nothing nice to say when I'm giving you a lot of content for free? Don't say nothing. If you hate me and you want to listen to the show anyway, I don't know why you would do that, but if some of you do, go for it. Leave me alone. I don't have time to deal with the BS. Keith Harvey saying, I'd pay for it, Taz. Thank you, Keith. I'm not saying that that's happening. I'm just giving a, you know, there's always talks when you do on-demand shows, and you know this, Viking, that about, in all companies, hey, maybe this, maybe that show should be a subscription base. Maybe that happens all the time in, in on, on-demand on content.
0: And in any a walk of life, I mean, you look at Mike Johnson, he's got free and elite stuff. So yes. yeah, so and it you're happens. right, especially in radio.
3: It is. And, and with wrestling, a lot of the stuff is going subscription based. I mean, a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? So so I, that could happen. And you know what? Um, I don't want that to happen. I want the show to stay free. But I'm just saying, like, th- there's a part of me when you get the guy that comes off like a douchebag, that's what I want. But that's when it could get worse. Because I'll like say, people are like, hey, I'm paying for this thing. What is going on? I'm paying 36 bucks a month to listen to you and watch you, Taz. That's how much it's going to be, by the way, $36 a month. Yeah, I'm joking. Rob's looking at me like, really? No, mm. Rob, I'm teasing. It's, there's no subscription. It's, no, I know. It's a joke, buddy. It's a joke. You need to go take a nap.
0: I'm good. I'm wide awake this morning.
3: Yeah. So, and you know, Jeff Savage, I think he's the same guy i with me before. He actually makes a good point. He was people paid to see the Western States Heritage Championship defended. That's partially true they might have really paid to see the World Heavyweight Championship that Ric Flair was holding be defended. That's true. <laughs> and they just happened to catch the, the Western stage, but I get his point. So, you know, as far as any business that I do with any wrestling company, including the WWE, is my business, guys. And if you don't like that, or if you think that's hypocritical of me, or if you think that's I'm selling out or whatever, you guys can think any way you want. I'm doing what's best for my brand and what CBS radio is most comfortable with. Because that's, besides, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I work for CBS, that's who I work for. They support me just about everything I want to do, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, I I can't complain. Hence why I got this big special coming up, because they give me the opportunity, meaning this Sunday after Survivor Series. It's a three-hour special like I've done with WrestleMania, like I've done with SummerSlam. It's three hours free. Live audio, live video. Three hours. Podcast drops the next morning. So if you guys can't stay up, as soon as you get up, 7 a.m., there's the audio-on-demand podcast of it. Ready for you, right on your little plate, so you can bitch. (laughs) I'm serious. It's It's like some of these people just ruin it for the good people. It's just, uh, we here do everything in our power. for me, to my boss, bosses, and to all of you guys, from you, Rob, and, and, and Video Brian, and Johnny, and, and, and Crying Brian, and Kels, now. and Seth, even though he's out to get me, he's always trying to get me, Seth. We do everything in our power to make everything right here. And make everything easy for you guys. Oh, uh, don't listen to the trolls. Yeah, and no, I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, you can't make everybody happy. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. Kevin uh, Shite says... Uh, sh- sh- I think I'm saying his name wrong. Where's the show going to be on CBS Sports Network? Uh, let's bump Dan Patrick. It's funny. Uh, it's going to be on CBS Sports Radio, not not CBS Sports Network TV. I don't know if that's what he meant. But I not think the, that's not what he t- means, yeah. Yeah, not the TV part. It'll be, the live video will live on TazShow.com. Uh, but but the audio will be on CBS Sports Radio along with a bunch of uh, affiliates and terrestrial radio stations, which I'll get you that list on the air or on Twitter Thursday or Friday. We're working on that. But I know some of the major markets will carry it uh, from like uh, uh, WFAN in Tri-State area of New York and WIP in Philadelphia uh, for sure. There's a, there's a whole bunch of major markets, just like we did with Survivor Series post-show and, um, and we did with this uh, WrestleMania post-show. So... I said Survivor Series. I mean SummerSlam. I always mix those up. That's nice. I'm doing a special. I'll get it right eventually.
0: I was told never to correct Taz. Yeah,
3: yeah. I my own issues with you. So anyway, that's the deal. Um, oh, by the way, Bill Knight said, "Oh yes, when in Philly, dude." I just said eleven p.m. Go on my Twitter at official Taz. There's a video there with all the information. It's 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, right after Survivor Series. Survivor Series might still be going on, and I'll be on the air. I'm coming on live at 11 p.m. Listen to the football game, and then you've got to join me in progress on the radio. I don't know what to tell you. We're working on all that. But I appreciate that, uh, the guy from Philly. I forgot your name. I apologize. Bill. Bill. Thank you. So, And that's the deal. So uh I appreciate all you guys listening to the show or watching the show live, or maybe you're checking out the audio on demand. Thank you very much for that. Hope you guys enjoyed. I didn't get it into a I got into a good chunk of the SmackDown 900 gimmick, and I talked about my time backstage there. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. The audio on demand version of the show will drop in about an hour, hour and a half. And the VOD will drop probably around one PM Eastern, like always. Uh nub clips along with full show. So, you guys enjoy it, and I appreciate the love and all the support for everybody here at the Taz Show. I'm Taz, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Goodbye. Said
1: I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now, my circle is getting smaller, all these people like the fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home and never feels the same cause we've been doing our own thing trying to stay up i want to go back to days with no grades we ordered the kids meal play ball us all day now i'm stuck looking at this instagram page but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now i've been wondering where the party at cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the bacardi at Going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up. Carolina, here to stay. I'm rough and I won't let you. Dude, back since I was shooting hoops New issues You know what I've been going through And it's for the team Know I go for my dreams I've been on